3: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film, that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens.
0: And I'm Shelley
3: Brooks. And we are so ecstatic for today's guest.
0: Ugh, we are, we are. Oh my gosh, Michael, who are we going to be talking with today?
3: Distribution consultant and film mentor, Elise Oxendine.
0: Well, sorry, it's not going. Why is it not playing? Hooray! There we go, the Kids. hoorays. We love the The hoorays. Hooray! <laughs>
3: Come on, Gen Z. We Uh-oh. love her. <laughs> thank you. Three whole claps. Three. Oh,
0: Three. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> Too long. First, it wouldn't go, <laughs> then it wouldn't stop. Yeah, well. We love the children. Welcome, Elise. We're excited to have you on.
1: I- I'm so grateful to be here today, so thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, could you tell us who we're going to be talking about today and what film we're going to be focusing on?
1: Oh my gosh, I am so excited mm-hmm. uh, about these two characters. Oh my <laughs> and I have plenty more. Um, so first we have The Moon, played by Bluette Bernon. Uh, full disclosure, um, listeners, I am terrible at French. So I will butcher these names. <laughs> that was beautiful. I loved it. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: a Trip to the Moon, directed by Georges Méliès. Did I say it right? I didn't say it right. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's um, good. Trip to the Moon, for you film nerds out there. Uh, and, and Robbie the Robot, played by Robbie the Robot, <laughs> in The Forbidden Planet, directed by Fred M. Wilcox, 1956. Also, a Trip to the Moon was made in 1902.
0: Yes, oh my god. So, we have, like, a true, like, film scholar mm-hmm. here on this yes. episode. And I, I gotta say, Elise, you had a great lineup of potential crushes, and they were <laughs> all not human,
2: yep. <laughs> which we really
0: appreciated.
3: <laughs> we
0: had these two. We had Casper. Who else do we have, Michael? We had uh, we had
3: Harvey and Harvey, Harvey and Harvey, <laughs> and Harvey. So,
0: absolutely, it was a a true delight of a list to get. But we are very excited to to do a little uh, space focus with Robbie and the moon.
1: Absolutely. I've been obsessed with it being in outer space for a long time, as you can see yeah. from my list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love that. Well, so before we get into our main conversation, uh, we do like to give our listeners who maybe haven't seen the films uh, a little synopsis uh, about what these movies are about. So Michael, would you like to tell the listeners What uh, A Trip to the Moon and uh, Forbidden Planet are about.
3: Oh my God, Shelley, it would be the honor of my life.
0: Amazing.
3: (laughs) So
4: for A Trip to the Moon, a group of astronomers go on an expedition to the moon. That's it.
0: There we go. (laughs) It's short, sweet, to the point. Did you have your own interpretation of this movie?
3: I absolutely did. Great. Um, So I'm kind of thinking of this as more of kind of like a 90s trailer. Um, Mm -hmm. So it would go something
2: like, Billionaire astronomers and wizards build a giant gun that shoots car-sized bullets that these guys can ride in. They jump inside the bullet and shoot the moon in the face and it bleeds all over planet Earth. So now there's blood, rain, and the only things that can grow are blood roses and then i guess they colonize the moon um yeah it's an 18th century colonial adventure story for the ages
0: 18th century
3: 19th century did i say 19th century
0: you said 18th
2: <laughs> oh i'll take that i'll take that again close enough <laughs> and 19th century colonial adventure Adventure story for the ages. There
0: we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, we love it. Imagine and explosion, also,
1: explosions.
2: Explosions. Yes. Yes. Explosions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Armageddon of 1902. Mm. We love it so much. <laughs> now, can you also tell us what Forbidden Planet is about?
3: Yes. And I already punched
4: this one up. We love it. Oh wonder, how many goodly creatures are there here? How beauteous mankind is, oh brave new world, that has such people in it.
2: In a plot inspired by William Shakespeare's The Tempest, a queer non-monogamous starship crew in the 23rd century goes to investigate the silence of a distant planet's colony. Only to find just two survivors, a thick robot, and the deadly secret of a lost civilization. A 23rd century colonial adventure story for the ages.
0: Beautiful. Now, Elise,
2: More how explosion. would you
0: rate these uh, <laughs> these plot synopses that Michael has offered? I would say
1: they're spot on, but I also want to point out that Robbie is PIC thick okay yes yes. Yes. <laughs> yes my
0: goodness those legs come on
3: oh my god
0: hello mm. i would hello. say there's some very evocative design on the robbie
3: robot oh so. my god
0: mm. absolutely
3: <laughs> on mm. the robots, on the ships on the little cars they drive around
0: yeah mm-hmm. i i do feel like you often note that um the movies we watch are um extremely horny yes And Mm -hmm. and I'm a little disturbed that you did not note that really like vociferously on this one, because this is one of the horniest movies I've ever
3: seen. So I will say, and I I will say this for the listeners, uh, Fred M. Wilcox, it was 1956, he was Mm. going through some things. Um, I I haven't done very much research on this director or the other films that he's directed, but this one kind of tells me, all right, like, there's... There's some he needs to express himself. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I mean listeners, if you if you've seen just Google a picture of one of the cars <laughs> uh that they drive in the movie that Robbie pulls oh. them around in. Um
0: tits for days. Yeah.
3: That car T- had tits for days.
0: Tits on the ladies, tits on the cars. Oh, it's god. amazing.
3: <laughs> I wonder if that no. movie got <laughs> oh god.
0: Uh, well, listen, we we we've got a lot to talk about with these movies, but Elise, we like to get a little warmed up before we start talking about our main conversation. We like to get a little a little slick, and we like to do that with something we call the sexy trivia game.
4: Ah, uh, yes,
0: Michael, would you like to introduce the sexy trivia game?
4: Absolutely. Good morning, listeners. Time to get slick for some movie chatting with (laughs) some movie trivia. I'll kick us off with letter A. Some trip to the moon trivia. Scheduled for early 2023, this film will actually be sent to the moon. On the first commercial lunar flight, it will be attached to Peregrine Mission One, which will stay forever on the moon. It will be stored on a micro SD card and protected in a cone-shaped, sealed, aluminum capsule. Together with 1,000 other cinema classics selected by the VLC team.
0: What wow. is so hot? Uh-huh. Yes. Elise, yes. would you like to
1: take number B? Absolutely. <laughs> After finishing the work on the film, George Mielez intended to release it in America and thereby making lots of money. Unfortunately, Thomas A. Edison's film technicians had already secretly made copies of it, which were shown across the U.S. within a week. Nilay never made any any money from the film American Shelling and went broke several years later. Edison made a fortune.
4: What a dog! Fuck Edison! Fuck Edison, indeed. (laughs) We hate that man. Now, Shelley, can you bring us to the third act with a fact from the Forbidden Planet?
0: I certainly can. Robbie the Rocket was originally operated by stuntman and actor Frankie Darrow. He was fired during filming after almost falling over while inside the expensive prop following a five-martini lunch. (laughs) And we've got one more little fact for you for good measure. Robbie the Robot's main designer and uncredited builder, Robert Kinoshita, Distilled thousands of drawings conceived over five weeks by a team of five men into the final version. Prior to working in film, Kino Shima had designed washing machines, so while Robbie had an anthropomorphic design in his upper regions, his chest and legs resembled a washing machine tub.
4: We love you, Robbie.
0: We love you, Robbie.
1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Never has a washing machine tub been so sexy.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's a very sensual machine. Come it's on. It is a very
3: sensual machine. And so. It's so wet. So wet, so caring. Um, mm, yes. Like, oh, uh, that's the number one.
0: My washing, Robbie, please. (coughs) Mm. Ooh, we love it. We love it. Now that we're nice and warmed up and slick and ready to go, we'd like to get into our main discussion. So, Elise, (laughs) can you tell us why did you pick the moon and Robbie the robot?
1: (laughs) Okay, let's start with the moon. Yes. The moon is made of cheese. And if mm. you don't have a sexual relationship with cheese, I want to question or at least some tension. I'll question you. Just a little <laughs> bit. I will question you. Mm. Uh so absolutely. That was like the first first thing I noticed is like it's definitely cheese. And the second thing why I like you had this attraction, it's like when when you stick that tongue out, I'm like, what that tongue do? Oh, <laughs> no fans sell you know uh-huh. and then like you said the, you can watch the film online it's in the library of congress so i urge listeners to go and watch this about 12 minute song. and in the film it's a paradise literally on a face mm-hmm. so i guess the aliens were trying to protect that right so absolutely this is kind of what i was like okay there's some different points here but absolutely when i stuck out yeah that was it for me that was it for me. Uh, I think I amazing. watched the film, like you know, I went to um, I have a film studies degree because as one does, um, <laughs> and I and I studied silent cinema, hmm. so we uh that was like my uh area study. So it, it was you can imagine how things were in silent cinema during that yeah. time. You know, <laughs> people were funky. <laughs> um, and, you know there was a lot of diseases out and all this other stuff so you could look at these different elaborate sets and you know people were a little funky on them sets so you think about it, like this was a set of one, like you just stood there and special mm-hmm. effects and all these other things that we take for granted and makeup that we have in film. And they did this at the turn of the century. Um, They didn't have all the great things and computer graphics that we've had, we have today. So they had to really be creative. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, watching it kind of blew me away and so did the men.
0: Well, I'm so interested because like, you know, you say that you, like, focused on silent cinema. That was, like, a very, like, sensual era in the history of cinema. Like, I mean, in, I mean, this is a French film, obviously, but, like, in, you know, American cinema, it was, it was before the Hays Code, so, like, you could get away with, like, a lot more sort of, like, explicit sensuality. Um, so what was it about, like, the moon specifically compared to, like, you know, the more sort of, like, explicit, like, human sexual stuff in those movies that, like was so appealing to you
4: (laughs) (laughs) because again
0: you did also you know pick only non-human crushes which we loved (laughs) (laughs) but it is a very interesting like uh you know path to take in this
1: (laughs) definitely very interesting and I'm like of course there's so many people but um it was the way some people were, were lit and everything, mm-hmm. and I think the standards of beauty were very different as well then. So I feel like mm-hmm. you, you saw more natural looking people. So yeah, there's plenty to choose from, but there's no fun in that. Yeah, you know, it's like there's <laughs> yeah. attractive people everywhere. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's really good, to, and and for the moon to be such like you know iconic and so ingrained in my brain, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and it to inspire me to even like want to talk more about silent era cinema and the mm-hmm. wonderful things. I mean, like I'm killing two birds with one stone here. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, do you have, like, a particular affinity for Melies, do you think? Like, because I, I mean, I, I love the sort of, like, handmade quality of, like, so many of his movies. Like, the imagination in them, like, yeah, is that something that, like, particularly appeals to you? Because, I mean, like, having that and, like, Forbidden Planet, like, I think something that, like, connects those movies is that, like, there's this amazing production design. There's this, like, mm-hmm. amazing sort of, like creativity and like imagination in them like is that something that like you gravitate towards in movies?
1: Absolutely so I like and of course I love a good B movie and I love science fiction It's my favorite genre and and thinking about like how do I think about you know science fiction in the future and and in the past and everything like that so Mm. it was always I always gravitated towards this material I always thought it was interesting and the way you tell stories you know Mm. I think that you know, early silent film directors and producers and everybody was, they were so innovative. Like they had, they literally made nothing out of, um, made something out of nothing. Like early cinema was all about, you know, um, capturing like almost documentary. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was kind of one of the first films that was like a first blockbuster, if you will. Of course, you didn't make any money, that's why it's, Fuck Edison all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like, you know, uh, and there was a lot, and also want to point out too, there was a lot of space for like women and people of color to make films in the early, um, in the turn of the century as well. there was a lot more opportunities because it was still mm. medium. It's for the patriarchy got to it. So you yes. saw like more access, you saw more creativity. People were doing things that have never been done before. So right. it that's, that's like, that, honestly that's hot yeah oh my god that's so true
0: i mean it's interesting like the sort of like i i think slightly depressing but also like really lovely thing of like looking back at like these early years of cinema and like seeing like I mean, there's been like such a huge like renaissance with like Oscar Oscar Michaud's films in recent mm-hmm, years, mm-hmm. and like, and even like when it comes to like actors, like saying that like you know Seisu Hayakawa was like this you know huge mm-hmm. like sex symbol like in those in those years, like and seeing like what possibility there was, and how mm-hmm. it didn't play out necessarily like in the way that like the the industry was like codified in later years. But yeah, no, it's so true. It's like yeah, there's there's something like so so thrilling about like watching those movies and being like, oh my God, anything feels possible with these.
1: Yes, yes. Anything was possible when you can go to the moon.
0: Yes, yeah. Oh my God, totally. So Michael, this was your first time seeing this, right? This was or my wrong. first
3: time seeing this. Oh, so what a treat. Um, I enjoyed it so much. Um, so from my perspective I was kind of thinking like damn, like there was no president before. There was no president before this mm. film. This is just a guy cobbling, like a bunch of people cobbling a bunch of shit together, like truly out of <laughs> nothing, like alchemy. Um, and you know, I'm no scholar. I'm definitely, I definitely consider myself a representative of uh, the lay people who are kind of like,
4: oh, like what's going on with silent film? What's going on? like, uh, what's going on with cinema? Um, and why is this
3: more important than? Uh, fucking marvel dreamworks uh warner (laughs) brothers movie
4: um
3: but from it i'm like all right like this is a 120 year old film um coming being made from a time where we didn't have uh the relationship to film that we have now um Mm -hmm. like pure imagination Trying to understand what's out there, what's what's out there in space. Um, nowadays, I mean, I feel like we can make so many films that take place in, in that space, and they're all kind of uh, CGI uh, blockbusters or Netflix series that make me feel absolutely nothing.
0: <laughs> um, so
3: it was a joy to watch this and ask myself the questions like what do i think is out mm-hmm. there um because there was another voice in my head that was like these motherfuckers are building a gun and shooting it at the moon <laughs>
1: <laughs> fuck these guys fuck yeah. these guys
3: yeah. <laughs> the whole way through um they have a parade at the end and they just win and that's it um <laughs>
4: uh
3: but yeah, I, I, I had a great time. Um, I am definitely going to watch a lot of the uh, movies that were recommended in my queue. Mm. I watched mm-hmm. this on HBO Max, y'all. Um, but uh, yeah. Shout um, out
0: to HBO Max. Shout out to HBO Max. Um,
3: but we yeah. Got I, some
0: great creation.
3: I really loved it. And I really loved pairing it with Forbidden Planet, which was also a first viewing
1: mm-hmm. for me. Um, oh
3: and so oh that's uh, exciting yeah so before we talk about Robbie um I am very curious at least what's your relationship to this movie and when did you see it
1: so I saw Forbidden Planet um let's see I was homesick when I was like uh like middle school
2: Love this. And,
1: and um, I used to watch the quote unquote old movie channel with my family um, and my, of course my films teased me. They were like, why do you like those old movies? And I was like, you know, it was 12 Angry Men was a film that got me into working movies. I so it was like, hey, I'm like 11, 12 years old. And I'm really, this really is captivating to me. Yeah. What is this? Can I get into film some way, somehow? Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of like launched my career in films. I was like, oh, I want to be a part of whatever's happening here. Cause this yeah. is holding my attention. But I watched Forbidden. I saw I watched old movie channels like like AMC and like uh, Turner Classic. Like I was watching those religiously on a sick day. Um, And Forbidden Planet came on, and I just was like, "Oh, this is fascinating. I am here for this." And I had to do research because, okay, this is for the young listeners. There's there's this thing called the Encyclopedia Britannica.
4: Ooh, love those.
1: Um, This was this was pre-Google, um, yes. this was, you know, if you want to look something up, you Yo. had to use the Encyclopedia Britannica, and Ooh. it was like volumes and volumes and volumes of books. Absolutely,
4: <laughs> I,
3: I have to interject, oh. I have to interject, we're talking encyclopedias, which is my love language. Um, oh, I was that. homeschooled, Um, As a youth, and so I pretty much watched all the movies that my parents allowed me to watch, and Mm -hmm. all the movies that my dad like snuck into my room, Um, and then I was educated via Encyclopedia Britannica um, from the 1960s. So, like a lot of the shit that I was like learning, (laughs) some of it was probably outdated, Um, (laughs) and some of my perspectives. I'm still finding new perspectives every day, and I'm like, oh damn. (laughs) This is actually the modern science. Um, yeah. So I feel a little Rip Van Winkle, but tell me Aww. your relationship. It's okay. I, I I see it as an exciting uh, little mission in my life to just understand <laughs> what's happening all the time. Um, but I'm very curious Love to him. know your relationship with the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, every Christmas we got a new volume. <gasps> And yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, okay. Also, listeners, um, I'm exposing my parents' tax bracket. Yeah, they had money because these, this, (laughs) this was wealth. This is elite. You hear me? Yeah. Oh, some parents you take them to like Switzerland boarding school. No, 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 no. We had new volumes of the (gasps) Encyclopedia Britannica every year.
4: That's that's...
0: smart investment.
4: Oh wow.
3: (laughs) that's a lot of books
0: you got that encyclopedia money come on oh my god that's like a beauty and yeah, the beast right. library oh. Oh, right? yes. oh this is
1: so sweet so yes tell me you're the child of a nerd without telling me you're a child of a nerd oh.
0: um oh my god
1: that's so cute so anything we wanted to look up and you know i didn't a family i remember when the family computer came in the fa- in the computer room um uh-huh. <laughs>
3: hashtag much love to the computer room um, oh my god!
0: yes
1: we love a computer room
0: the right? youths don't know they don't know what it was like <laughs> to have the, the family to... computer
1: <laughs> you can like, go on your phone and look up anything then like it was life like now Ugh. oh listen, listen the struggle is real we're so grateful for technology <laughs>
3: I'm actually not grateful for technology. I think we should go back to encyclopedias where you really had to hunt for your information. Uh, Listen, I'm I'm nostalgic
0: for when we had the like the big dictionary on the shelf and that's where I looked Mm -hmm. up what does masturbation mean? Like, oh,
3: I remember uh,
0: those were the days. Yo,
3: I checked (laughs) the encyclopedia for masturbation. I checked the Bible for (laughs) masturbation. I checked the what's happening to my body book for boys. For masturbation uh-huh, i checked yeah, the the what's happening book. to my body book for girls to understand oh ma- masturbation yeah, um, definitely not in there and then i decided uh i wasn't gonna do it <laughs> i said yeah, you like, know what not for me. <laughs> i was a very catholic child um so i was like you know what this probably isn't for me i'll wait
2: <laughs>
0: jesus would not be happy jesus
2: <laughs> probably doesn't approve
1: <laughs> jesus wept Quote <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. so so your parents are like nerds. <laughs> they're like they're are they like movie nerds or are they just like generally no. like cultural So people?
1: my my dad and this ties into my interest in sci fi. My dad uh-huh. was a um comic book collector before he had kids. He still regrets uh-huh. selling his comic books.
4: Same. Uh, oh
1: he mentioned every once in a while he was like, Oh, you know, I was my comic book. I I had a first edition of or whatever he would say. And I was like, okay, Dad. <laughs> uh, but my dad loves science fiction books. So Ooh, basically cool. our house is a library. Like we had the Encyclopedia Britannicas. We also oh. had like rows and rows. Like we had so many sci-fi books. Like my dad has donated thousands of books over the years wow. to the local library. <gasps> So, um, a huge huge fan of like science fiction. You know, he's a computer engineer, so like super smart and everything like that. And I also come from like a long line of scientists. Like my grandfather was a nuclear physicist, you know. Oh my god. You know, um, oh, like, my yeah. god. oh my <laughs> so god. Cool. Right? So I was like now yeah, you see the science fiction, I, the science fiction. it's coming I was together. Like, <laughs> I am not a scientist, but I'm in the arts.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> that's close enough.
1: And, <laughs> so my brother's a rocket scientist. My sister what? is a a data scientist. My other sister's <laughs> studying pharmaceutical science.
4: Yeah. Damn Fantastic Four. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I, I oh my God. That's so cool. Jack Kirby's got to draw a comic book
1: about your family. Period. I oh. should.
0: Wait, so did you get into comics as well? Because, I mean, I when Michael and I were talking this morning, Michael is a comic fan, and uh, we were talking about, like, the relationship between Forbidden Planet and, like, the influence it had on comic books. Like, was that mm-hmm. something that, like, you were aware of, that you were interested in?
1: Not necessarily the comic books. I was mostly into science fiction films. Like, that was, like, okay. my big thing. Like, So whenever my dad would take us to the library, you know, I would run straight for the media session. He'd be like, you got to check out a book. And I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. um checking out a movie so i've been in this game for a long time <laughs> but no it's just like um you know, and like going back to Forbidden Planet, um, that was kind of what really sparked my interest in, like, you know, kind of B-movies. Like I, I researched mm. them, because I was Encyclopedia, like and I looked up, like, you know, um, different films and science fiction films, because I was so fascinated by this. Mm. Um, And it's just one of those things, like, hey, I'm a preteen, but this is, like, holding my attention. Like, yes. like yeah. this is really interesting. Now I realize why I was holding my attention. It was Robbie the Robot. Mm. Yeah. So... <laughs> And I was like, why do I want to keep watching this film? Um, we'll, like, I think we talked about this earlier or we're about to, like everyone's horny in the film, everybody. So yeah. oh. um, it was very evident. And like I said, my preteen brain was like, oh, I don't know what's happening, but like, that that Robbie, that robot, the the danger will, wa- Robinson needs to watch out. Like,
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's real. Uh, upon seeing Robbie the robot the first time, I was like, stay away from my wife. But I don't (laughs)
4: know.
3: That's like my instinct. So threatened by
4: the
1: robot. (laughs) Well, Robbie, I'll start. Okay, so Robbie was really strong. Yes. And you know, I'm like, you know, I'm a big Cynthia. I'll let you know. I'll expose my secrets on air. (laughs) Is that I'm very sensitive. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Double Scorpio, my moons and cancer. I'm a wow, motherfucker. So <laughs> I know. Um, so I need something big and strong. You know, not strong but strong. And yeah. I'll be <laughs> real that one. Just like lift somebody up. Oh, I yes. can move this around. I can like <laughs> I can go on another planet. I can i can run things. And yeah. that's exactly what he was doing. He was rubbing things, um, yeah. and uh, so yeah, that's that was that was that was it for me. He was like a strong, silent, somewhat silent type. Strong
4: and selfless. You, uh.
1: Exactly, and you yeah. can't tell me well, he's senti- uh, sentient. Absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And I think also just like the entire sort of like environment of the movie is like inherently like very romantic like I absolutely yeah like the the matte paintings like are just having that sort of like tactile sort of like very detailed design is like so so romantic and so sexy.
1: I know, but the weirdest one is like the father-daughter Morbius. Father-daughter
3: is that's a little that's a
1: little incesty. Very strange. That was a little Even my preteen brain was like, "That's not right. That's not right." Something, something, not right. something, something. <laughs> um, like you going crazy. A monster's on the loose, and it's your Ed. Like, uh, oh, sorry. Spoiler I mean alert. that's
0: also the beauty of like these B movies is that like oftentimes you'll get these sort of like weird sort of like kind of like taboo like sentiments that like can yeah kind of be like filtered through like genre trappings you know yeah. in a way mm-hmm. that like maybe if it was like a more sort of like serious minded movie like you couldn't really do but like if it's like mm-hmm. you know a western, uh, a sci-fi movie, a noir. You can like you get those like sort of like strange, like uncomfortable like relationships in there. You know.
1: Mm-hmm, Yes, and they definitely fit those um, <clears throat> uncomfortable relationships in that movie. <laughs> yes. In, oh my in God. that movie,
3: that, when Homegirl jumps in the and she's like skinny dipping and gets out and she's totally naked and Leslie Nielsen is right by the pool <laughs> and she doesn't give a fuck and <laughs> he's like, oh fuck. Like he's turning yeah. around and freaking out because he's got a boner, but he's trying to be a gentleman. And <laughs> she's like, "Oh God, that whole scene, that whole scene, uh,
0: yeah.
3: out of control."
1: No. Yep.
0: Yeah. These these genre movies, comic books, any sort of like sort of like marginalia. I feel like that's where like you can really uh, that more artists can like really like express yeah the like the the weird sort of like taboo feelings and you're like well all right
4: (laughs) i i also had a
3: thought and i want to get your take um do we think that the crew uh do we think that those guys fucked because i absolutely did they talk about like how long it's been since they've you know yes like it's been a long time since you've seen a woman but
1: yeah. I'm pretty sure there is a subreddit on a subreddit about, you know, fanfiction between these crew members. One hundred percent. I gotta find it. One hundred percent. I gotta find yes. it. There's fanfic, it has to be.
0: I mean, and that's like a like a sci fi staple, right? It's like a ton of guys all alone, somewhere remote. Like it's like the guys of the thing. Yeah. Right? They surely find Oh
1: absolutely. percent
0: oh, yeah. right? yeah. at 100%. least like someone There's got no like, a little handy. You know.
3: Yeah. Back In those days, you yeah. could just be like, I'm just this is just for work, you know, yeah. um, and you just this
0: is how
2: straight men Jackie. Told I, I have a wife back at home. Thank you very much. But,
1: but like, oh, I'm t- I'm not gay. I don't even know what that is. OK, I'm, I'm happy. G- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm in a good mood. Yeah. I'm in a good mood. A man a mood.
2: has needs. I'm in a
4: good mood.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my God. So, Elise, do you remember like what your first like movie crush was?
1: I mean, my first movie crush was everybody's first movie crush. And let's say huh. it together: three, two, one, Brendan Fraser.
3: Oh, yes, yes. I yes, was yes. about to say the fox from Robin Hood. Brendan Fraser is
4: absolutely. <laughs>
0: i was like well obviously well obviously <laughs> oh, oh brendan fraser oh then and 100%. now a hundred percent oh my god in the mummy yes. or george of
4: the course. jungle
1: george of the jungle george of the jungle i think i watched like a, a 20-part tiktok video about why george of the jungle is all about the female gaze
3: yep yep <gasps>
1: i love that Ooh. yes I
3: watched the shit out of that when he gets out of the fucking shower And the way he glistens afterwards, I'm like, this was not, this was not, this was not crafted for me, uh, an eight-year-old boy. But um, But
0: dreamy, dreamy as hell.
1: I think I get it. (laughs) Because he was almost like a um, cartoon character come to life. Like, he had, like, that kind of fun, like, like, you know, silliness, but also very kind. And I was like, oh, yes, all of what's happening. Yeah, Um, it's it's making me very happy right now. Uh,
3: I thought it was so dumb of Disney to produce a Tarzan cartoon so shortly after they already fucking nailed it with George Mm of the Jungle, which is a
4: subversion Uh, of that whole thing. Hold on,
1: Michael, put some respect on the Tarzan soundtrack.
4: All well, right. Like absolutely. <laughs> no, ha- Collins, no, shade. no shade. No, Phil
3: Collins? Collins. No shade to Phil Collins.
1: Okay. I think film. that the
3: story of Tarzan is garbage, but the soundtrack absolutely. slaps. Yeah.
1: Every time.
0: Every time. Every. Uh, and why was I like weirdly into Rosie O'Donnell as like the little chimp?
3: Because we we love Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> we really do. We love, love Rosie so O'Donnell.
0: Much. An icon. And I was kind of like hey. an icon. I don't know what's going on here.
3: <laughs> since since I was three years old and saw Flintstones at the drive-in movie theater, I oh. have been drive-in. fucking oh. into Rosio fucking Donnell. Oh my god,
1: amazing, an icon,
3: oh, oh.
0: the best. Oh my god. So so what w- uh, you know beyond the fact that he was like enormously beautiful in that movie, like what was it that like you were like that's the guy for me.
4: And like That's also a st- has it
0: changed like from when you were young, like what you were into to like your current day?
1: oh no it's definitely like i need to date a guy who's kind of low-key silly like i need yeah. a, you be a little goofy <laughs> little yes. something because i'm goofy right and yeah. i'm easy for you to understand because if you're so serious i can't i can't mm. like i need someone who does not take themselves seriously yeah. and that is very much reflected in like you know my early crushes and also any any of the <laughs> inanimate objects <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, it makes sense. I mean, like, listen, The Moon, funny. Robbie the robot, fun, campy. I Yeah. So camp. So camp. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. I get it. I totally get mm-hmm.
4: it. You see the vision out? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Is there anyone like currently in movies that you're like particularly into?
1: Oh, that's a long, long list. But let me shorten it. Uh, <laughs> Yaga Abdul Mateen is just yeah. a, yes. oof,
3: yeah, yes. that's a
1: gorgeous man right there. It doesn't right. even make sense.
0: Um, yeah. How, also, how do you also look really like that? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, know, he's been in and he's in the DC universe, like, you know, he's in the Watchmen, like this place. Watchmen DC money. universe. Yes. Um gorgeous, 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 gorgeous man. Um, and also Mahershala Ali, I think is just a gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. I made partial eye contact with him at what? the Toronto International Film Festival in like 2016, 15, 16 what? or 17. And I was like, okay, we go together. I know he's married, but we go together.
0: Girl, wait, what? Oh my God. I'm so jealous.
1: <laughs> like partial eye contact, this is a pole or something, oh. a column in the way. So oh, yeah, to
0: see that man we person, go together. Though. Oh,
1: Oof. Oof.
0: That is so, yeah.
1: yeah. Those are anybody, if they're on screen making me sneeze, and I'll be like, Yes, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: amazing. <laughs> but so, you, I mean, you work in films. So, I mean, like, are there people that like you have seen in person that like really struck you as like, Oh, oh my god, because like, okay, I saw Robert Pattinson I, I a few years them. ago and I was like,
1: <laughs> Okay, I. War I was straight until I met Juliette Binoche. <gasps> I had <have> to.
3: <laughs> oh my yes.
1: god! Let yes. Me up, let me set. Let me the scene. So, um, I was working as a filmmaker liaison, and you know, we're taught not to be fans of anybody to so stay focused, like you mm-hmm. greet people. You know, it was during a festival. And so, like, with the head of the festival, who, who speaks French, and Juliette Binoche is coming in, and it's, like, a dark day. I think it's, like, raining outside. And, like, she's coming out of her, like, limo, and they're speaking French, and then he introduces me. And Juliette Binoche grabs my hand, pulls me close. I get a whiff of her incredible perfume. It was oh hard God. to describe. I've never seen anything that smelled so amazing. And she was like, Elise, it's so nice to meet you. And then I was sitting here, like... Am I gay? Am I? Am, oh my god. Is this the gayest? Because <laughs> my goodness. I've never felt more attracted to someone in my life.
0: I am literally gonna cry. Oh my god. She's that phenomenal. is
1: crazy. Beautiful, gorgeous, gracious woman. And she was doing a QA and I'm sitting here like, I had to I had to question everything. I had to question everything at that point.
0: I literally have no words. Like <laughs> I'm I'm like getting teary. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my god, that's amazing. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: oh. oh my God. Julia Vanessa president.
4: Yeah. I'm <laughs> Brand,
1: somebody. Somebody's president. <laughs> Put her head in a studio. Just have her run run the world. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Listen, there is something about like the people who become movie stars that like, even if it doesn't always like translate on screen, I feel like when you see them in real life, you're like, Oh, I get Mm -hmm. it. You're like a different kind of human being. Like, Mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's insane. Uh, Oh, my God. Well, so uh, can we get a little bit into your other crushes that you gave us? Uh, Yeah. So Harvey and Casper were two of the ones okay, that you suggested so
1: with Casper Casper was just so doggone cute so yeah. like when I was like I, think, I guess it was part of my sexual awakening as a child maybe not um because yeah. like I said George's Jungle did something for me yes. Uh but Casper was so doggone cute I wanted my own friendly ghost like <laughs> let me get a friendly ghost who was like who wants to keep me okay
0: um. <laughs> i mean i get it i get it
3: <laughs> no, he's he's like a very good he's a very good boy he's like very right? very kind sweet
0: Ugh. and sad because like, he's silly. a dead child yeah <laughs> a <little> he's, silly. <laughs> so
3: he's been through it like
0: <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> he's got he's resilient
1: exactly exactly so that was it. it i mean there's not really much in the reason to that except for as a kid that was that movie and you know grew up very religious because you know in a very religious household so we could not watch like any scary stuff like we couldn't right. watch like the nightmare before christmas or anything <gasps> really? like that so no no scares. there wasn't no hocus pocus like uh-uh, that's the money <sighs> that's what the devil and so we could watch that stuff, but Casper was like, "Okay, oh, yeah, we got to pass on Cas- Casper. So obviously I was like, okay, this is really important because we don't yeah. get no type of movies like this. And then watching Casper and I was like, oh, let me get a friendly go. Okay. That's so <laughs>
0: funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Why was that like the one that was like allowed to like get through the cracks of like the relig- I had religiosity? No idea.
1: Listen, Say what you want about religion. Sometimes it makes sense. Or my favorite (laughs) phrase is, a broken clock is right twice a day.
0: There you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. I'm not complaining. Was was Harvey, like, another one that you watched, like, growing up? Or was that, like, later in life?
1: Yeah, because, you know, I used to watch old movies with my parents and everything like that. And it was just like Harvey was like a running joke also. And, like, you know, people were like, oh, you're talking to Harvey? Because I think it was around the same time as Donnie Darko came out. Ah, yes. And, like, so everyone kept talking about imaginary bunnies and imaginary people. So I was just kind of like, okay, so bear with me. It was later in life when I had to like think about Harvey and I was like to give out the crushes and, and things like that because this I think Harvey reminds me of my ex who's never really there. Um but I'm just saying I kinda made up because like the way this guy ghosted me, hmm it was oh, worse God. than Casper. So What <laughs>
0: No Oh no <laughs> Was
1: oh, was Harvey God. really there? Well no Time will tell. We'll t- Interesting.
0: <laughs> so, when you were watching Harvey, you would go for the imaginary bunny over uh, Jimmy Stewart.
4: Jimmy
3: Stewart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. I, do need- I love it. <laughs> I'm just so curious because I've never I've never seen Harvey. Um, so Harvey is one that I need to watch like right after we record. Frankly, uh, absolutely. I'm looking at Harvey, who has been described as a bunny. Um, yeah. Six foot bunny, <laughs> um, with uh, it looks like a pinata head. Um, <laughs> it's a very interesting look. Mm -hmm. Um, A little terrifying. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) opposed to the look. Um, See,
0: All right, we're
1: we're getting on board. (laughs) okay.
3: Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of them together. uh, Jimmy Stewart sitting in, it looks like a wicker chair and the bunny's just (laughs) leaning on his side. Like, hey, I got your back, buddy. It's gonna be all right. Exactly,
1: reliable, but also imaginary.
3: Yeah. Ish. Holy moly. Like my ex. Uh, God an
0: interesting choice. This... I am very I am I very I gotta, fascinated by this one. I think I gotta <laughs>
3: watch this today, Shelley. And yeah, that we might need to do a mini sode on Yeah, no, we'll on have Harvey. to come
1: back and talk about Harvey. Um,
3: because like, I'm it's, very it's
1: an Easter, it's an Easter double feature. Watch Harvey then watch Bonnie yes. also.
3: Oh perfect. Love, Love. I Oh I my love god, this. yes. <laughs> I'm very into imaginary friends, um, like all yeah. imaginary friend stories. Uh, so, Harvey, Donnie Darko, Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a genre that Ooh. I feel like, and Twin Peaks, because there's tons of imaginary friends in that. Uh, mm, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> interdimensional yeah, pals and, and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty sexy genre. Oh. Um,
0: I'm very into it. Yeah. Well, should we do a little game of Fuck, Marry, Kill?
3: Ooh, I, I do want to segue to that. Um, I just have yeah. one question, Elise. Yeah. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, Uh, I was thinking about your crush on Harvey, who I know is imaginary, Casper, who I know <laughs> is a ghost. What is your take on the genie from Aladdin? <gasps> yes.
1: Ah, no. When, okay, <gasps> no. here's the thing. Is when genie shapeshifts into other things,
4: mm.
1: not genie in the current form of genie, but when he shapeshifts into like other characters of yeah. pop culture. That's a yes. That's the a yes transforming.
3: Oh. It's the changing. Yes. It's not. Wow. It's not a blue. Yes. Blue genie.
1: Oh no, it's not blue genie. It's when blue genie is like I'm going to imitate something or someone. It's usually a classic film reference. Oh
0: yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. Some like Jimmy Durante or something.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, oh, wow. that's great. 10,000 okay. yeah. years of the box for sure will leave a crick in the neck. I uh. love. <laughs> Iconic.
3: Okay. Iconic.
1: Recipes Robin Williams. Wow. Uh,
3: truly. Love. I'm gonna be on... Is... I'm on board.
4: <laughs> Gosh.
0: I think the one thing that um, I don't love about the genie is that he doesn't have. <laughs> the hairy shoulders of Robin Williams. Because True. That, that's very appealing to me.
3: And I thought that <laughs> yeah. they would add something like that to the live action one uh, yeah. because we're dealing with like a flesh and blood human being. But, but does
0: Will Smith have body hair?
3: Will Smith somehow uh, seemed... He's got a laser removed in like probably
4: like the right? yeah. mid-90s. There's no way okay. right there's He's no been way. like too
0: yeah. too slick for too long. <laughs>
3: like,
0: yeah. there's no way that man has yeah. hair.
4: <laughs> Somehow, him
3: as the genie in the live action remake felt um, he came off like more bloodless than a cartoon character, and that was
4: kind of a, a,
3: a bummer to me. I was like, oh, I was excited I to see what he looks like in real life. Give me some goals. I've roles.
0: said it before, and I'll say it again. It should have been John Leguizamo.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, come oh. on. Come on. Or... And he was just in Encanto. He can't sing though.
4: Mm.
0: Oh, true. <laughs> or my, he... my boyfriend uh David Allen Greer.
1: So <laughs> David Allen
4: Greer would be good. David
1: Alan Greer and Jumanji. Oh. <gasps> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs>
3: Holy moly. I love yes. what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
0: what? 100%. He's
1: in Jumanji, and he's iconic of this one scene. Oh, my oh. goodness. It's so good when the country goes. Like, ah, yes.
0: I love this man so much, I cannot even express <laughs> it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what a dream. Oh, my God. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm glad we settled how we feel about the genie.
4: Good. Thank (laughs) you.
3: That was the most important question that I had.
0: (laughs) It that that was big. That was that was very important. And I don't we've got so many people that we could talk about for fuck Mm -hmm. Mary Keel. Because we keel, fuck Mary Kill, not (laughs) Keel. We've got we've got the moon, we've got Robbie. Who is our third? Is it Casper? Is it Yaya? Is it Harvey? Is it Mahershala? Is it Juliet Binoche?
1: Well, the last three uh, people will definitely be Mary, 100%. So we need to pick something <laughs> okay. else. Like, yeah, I think we go with easy. Harvey.
3: I think we go Harvey? with Harvey's the one. I like it. Yeah.
0: Okay, Michael, do you want to start us off?
4: Mm. Okay. So...
3: Off the top of my head... Mm-hmm. I uh I gotta kill Harvey because uh, Harvey's gonna <gasps> Harvey's gonna ruin my life. Harvey's wow. gonna ruin my life. Wow.
1: Um,
3: I just I haven't seen the movie, but I just have mm-hmm. the deep sense that Harvey is not good for me. Mm-hmm. Harvey is not good for me for one night. Um, so okay. yeah, I gotta okay. I gotta kill Harvey. Um, I gotta marry the moon. Because uh, I love the moon uh, <laughs> in general, I'm a big fan of the moon and everything she does for the world um, <laughs> and I think it would be great to you know build a relationship and have her back um you know when mm-hmm. she's getting threats from you know these astronomer billionaire people who are like shooting gunship guns uh and bullet sized cars at her or <laughs> car sized bullets at her uh-huh. um and then uh yeah, I think i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck uh Robbie the robot, um because everything okay. in my brain says like, yo, what's up, Robbie the robot um yeah, how are you um, I get it um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah one hundred percent the logic is logicing, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's all it's all registering. I get it. Yeah. Elise, yeah. what are you thinking? Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. <clears throat> uh
1: I'm going to kill the moon. Mm. Uh, only because the moon's already hundred and twenty years old. Yeah. And <laughs> um and it serves its purpose. Uh, uh-huh. also it's only it's a, uh, the moon is a one minute man. Mm. Only in the scene for less than a minute. True. So I don't well, think that they can... What about
0: the ocean? What will we do without the moon? Okay.
1: The tides? Be Come alive. on. <laughs> <laughs> the daytime all the time. No, no excuse me. It's hmm. not just the moon. It's the man in the moon. True.
3: True, okay. true. true, 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 Fair. true, 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 true. True.
1: That part. True. Um, we still have the moon. I would... Yeah. Exactly. I would fuck Robbie because... Did you see them legs? Yeah, you the legs. The way he... It's... Earl, listen. <laughs> He could flip it and reverse it.
0: So, I've, I've been thinking about the legs.
1: <laughs> the legs, and I'm telling you, I mean, his batteries never go out. Like, he's going to stay charged up. So, I mean,
3: an Infinity
4: like...
3: Man. <laughs>
1: <Oof>. <laughs> and I would marry Harvey because he's imaginary, oh. just like my current boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: perfect
4: oh perfect finish
3: <laughs>
0: that is so fucking funny Would <laughs> um uh, yeah i unfortunately i think harvey's gotta go i think we're killing harvey mm. and i think that i'm gonna fuck the moon because as elise said you know what does that tongue do um, I want to find out.
4: Yes, what does and the tongue do?
0: What does the tongue do? And excuse me, I what think...
4: does
0: the tongue do? <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that um, I gotta marry Robbie because I it, for similar reasoning behind Elise fucking Robbie, um, because mm-hmm. those legs are certainly very evocative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they could do some interesting things. Um, and I think that it would be nice to have that, um, throughout a long relationship. Mm, For a long time. Um, yeah, they are really nicely ridged. So I think that I would have to, you know, see what those legs do. Mm. Period. (laughs) Well, this was beautiful. (laughs) Just the, the... Horniest, dirtiest episode about our uh, love for non-human uh, characters. <laughs> Wait,
3: jelly. and Julia Binoche. What about the man on the moon? The man. The, what, what about the man the moon?
0: The man on the moon. The man on the, moon. The, man on the moon. He's who had fuck.
3: Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Good.
1: Good. Because
0: I want to find out what that tongue does. That tongue right, 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 right,
1: right. 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 You want to find it. out what that tongue listen,
0: does? Listen, got Michael. It. I would not forget that tongue. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Period. Good. Once you've seen that tongue, you're not gonna forget the tongue.
3: Got it. I wanted to go back through my notes and make sure we got exactly um,
0: We got how I would like to fuck all of these non human. Yeah, entities. yeah.
3: I need this on record.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. We need to make sure that we have these in the archives.
3: Yes, I've been taking the minutes of this entire conversation and I just want to make sure we have that those facts correct.
0: And we've got it now. We've got Thank got you. it locked down <laughs> oh my gosh well at least this was so fucking fun oh my god so how can people follow you on social media do you have any fun projects coming up what would you like to plug
1: yeah so um i'm consulting on different film projects so you know i've turned my love for film into a career and i'm in social <laughs> filmmakers. I talk to distribution, so anybody wants to hear about distribution or talk about distribution, learn about it, um, and just kind of for your short feature, doesn't matter, um, you can follow me at Fuerrelease, that's F-U-E-R underscore A-L-E-C-E, um, that is me, um, but that's not part of the handle, it's just Fuerrelease, okay, <laughs> <laughs> on those platforms, so I'm excited to, to be here today, thank you for having me, so this is so much fun.
3: Thanks for Hi. dropping by.
0: Yeah, this was a blast. And Michael, where can people find us?
3: You can find our socials at everyone is hot pod. That's every number one is hot pod. And yeah, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars or else.
0: Yes, if it's anything less than five, then go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. We don't want we don't it. Want it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what else? Uh, should the listeners
4: do stay horny
0: horny <laughs> what are you doing?